So, Michelle. So, David. I want to play you a piece of music. Are you ready for this? Um, yeah, sure. Okay, hold your breath. It's brilliant. Can you feel that? Um, I'm feeling something. That I don't know if it's that. stirring sort of patriotic verve that this song gives you. Mm-hmm. This is a very, 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 very important piece of music. Why? Well, uh, it comes from an extremely popular film. Made in 1955, mm-hmm. it is the story of a great military action taken by the British RAF, yep. the Royal Air Force. They went out there and using Barnes, Wallace, bouncing bombs, they blew up two dams in the Ruhr Valley and flooded the German industrial capacity in 1943. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it's a very stirring and fabulous film. Okay. Um, and it's regarded as one of the great... Um, military moments in World War II, in military history. Some say it shortened the war, some say it didn't. That doesn't really matter. The whole thing was, it was regarded as this miraculous and incredible thing, mm-hmm. right? Well, we had something happen recently, and it ain't regarded as heroic, miraculous, or anything. It's actually regarded now as a war crime. Okay. Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, no. The destruction of the Nova Karkova Dam on the Dimpro River in... Ukraine. Okay. We're going back to Europe, baby. Yay. You're listening to I Spied, the broken dam of Australian intelligence. What do we Georgie? We're now going to make our attack run. Let's, oh, oh, crap. There's a lot of people living under this thing. Did you, oh, I've just released the bomb. Oh, we're screwed. Hello and welcome to I Spy. My name is Michelle Stevenson. I'm here with David Cullen. And look, to be honest, I had no idea what we're talking about until at least half an hour before we got in. So this should be a good one. Well, look, I mean, I, I, the thing is when it happened, it's been like, uh, mm. just to fill everyone in, essentially on Tuesday last week, a dam on the Dnipro River called, or the Dnipro River, I keep calling it Dnipro because it's got a D in the front of it, the Dnipro River, which is the dividing line between yes. the Russian occupation and the Ukrainian forces, right? Yes. So, so it's, it's held by Russia. It, well, well, one side's held by Russia yes. and probably a little bit of the other side's held by Russia because you never let's go, let's leave that side of the river completely undefended, right? So basically the Russians were holding this dam. Yep. Right? They, they took it when they during the uh, invasion that occurred last year as we've all uh, been but not It's not called an invasion. Sorry, special military operation. Yeah. Right. So also known as setting them free. Setting them free Freeing the people that we were, f- we're freeing the people that no longer exist because we killed them all. Yeah, exactly. Right. So what happened was there was a dam there. Mm. Now this dam is part of the Karkova. What's called some people, some of the locals call it the Karkova Sea oh. because it is so wide in points that you can't see the other side of it. But yes. it held a reservoir, and this reservoir was the last dam in what's called the Dnipro Cascade, a series of six dams up the Dnipro mm. River that are used to generate hydroelectric power. Yes, and it's important to add that this dam is also a road. It is a road and a railway line. Mm. And, in fact, it's one of the only places other than Kershon where you can tr- cross yep. the Dnipro in that area. So, basically, somebody... Blew it up? Well, you know, the jury's still out on whether it's been blown up. That's the very interesting point. Because, because it happened when I looked at the satellite imagery. Oh, you've happened- done that. Oh, I'm so glad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yay! I also have access to Reddit, you I freak. I <laughs> 
<laughs> when you look at the satellite imagery, it kind of disintegrated over a period of time. So they were over able, a couple of days. Yeah, so they were able to get, you know, thousands of villagers who live in these low-lying areas on the water out. Out, right. Now, that's the important thing because, as you said, the satellite imagery, it shows the dam mm. and then, like, literally – a day later, half the road on the dam is missing. Yes. And then a day later, there's this massive hole with a lot of water pouring through. Right. And so no one really has ascertained whether it was blown up. No one knows what's happened. Mm. All right. Now, there's accusations of flying. But let's go through a few statistics so we know what we're dealing oh with. Oh, my God. Here. Statistics. Love them. Stats. I know you this, do. Is right. this is the period of the podcast where my eyes start to glaze. This is where you put the seatbelt on so you don't <laughs> slump forward into your microphone. I am strapping myself in for something really interesting. Okay. So, the Warragamba Dam here in Sydney, mm-hmm. right? it holds around about two, just above 2,000 gigalitres of water, yep. which is a substantial body of water. The res- Reservoir behind the Novakovkarkovka mm-hmm. Dam holds approximately eighteen thousand gigalitres of water. Okay. So it is freaking massive. It's right? big. Now the other thing it does is it has a canal that runs from it. It's called the North Crimean Canal. Yep. Now the North Crimean Canal runs down, obviously, down through the north of Crimea, across, not to Sevastopol, not to Moropol. I can't remember. It it goes to somewhere, actually Kirsch, I think, near the Kirsch Bridge, mm-hmm. where there is a water treatment plant so you can drink it. Now, the other thing it does is it basically looks after all the irrigation for northern Crimea. Yep. Now, the, the Ukrainians, when Russia annexed Crimea, turned the water off. They right. went, oh, really? You want water? Just like they'd like to do with the gas. They did. They switched it off, which they did to Europe as well, funnily enough. That's all come out. So they switched it off, right? And then, of course, when Russia took the area, they switched it back on, so there's more water running to Crimea. Now what they've done is they've literally ripped a hole. Someone has ripped a hole. Allegedly. Well, allegedly. (laughs) Either that or it's just an indication of how crappy Soviet building was. Yes, because let's be clear, they did build it initially. Yeah, back in the 50s. Yes. Right, so the whole thing is this thing is now – flooded mm. pretty much the low-lying area right through to Koshan, which is pretty much on the coast. Yeah, taking so, out villages. Taking out villages. I don't know if you've seen the footage of the guys in – like it looks like Lismore, these two blokes in a boat rowing along, you know, calling out, and this guy's calling out in Russian, people, people, you know, he's trying to get people mm. out of their houses. And this is, you see this bloke rowing the boat with him, and the next thing you just hear – and a, like a, an artillery shell goes off nearby. And this bloke is sitting in a boat, and he's like – just looks at the guy with the camera and says, I, I don't think I'm ready to do this. Yeah. And the guy says, think of the people, keep going, right? We've got to do this. We've got to rescue people. So imagine Lismore, but you're under fire. because I mean, if you've been to Lismore, it's like you're under fire. <laughs> oh, and for all of our Lismore, Lismore listeners, shame on you, Michelle. Shame have you on been you. to Lismore? I have been to Lismore once. Yeah. <laughs> Drove through, nice place. Yeah. Um, on my way to, I think I was on my way to Nimbin. Um, anyway, of course, to get the pot, pot cookies. <laughs> oh no, really? I was going there to look at the cannabis museum. If, yeah. don't, if you don't mind, that cannabis museum is a crock of shit. <laughs> it's, so <laughs> it's so bad. But there's always a local sitting in the corner going, "Do you want something? You want to buy some skunk? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I remember I had a carload of backpackers from Byron with me. And, that, yeah. that that is literally the only time I've been is when I've been backpacking in Byron, yep. and you go on the Nimbin bus and you just to get the weed. Well, I I remember actually like pulling up, I was driving a yellow VW at the time, Mm. a little yellow VW Beetle. It's like, didn't that guy scream, I want dope? (laughs) And the interesting thing is most of the people on the street selling dope were kids. 
Yeah. Right. And the thing is, I pull up in this yellow VW and I watched every kid just like go, not you. Oh, really? No, no way are we. Like, Every time I go to Is that to because buy, they've been taught to stay away from men in vans? No, basically. No, it wasn't a van. It wasn't a combi. It was oh. a little yellow v- VW oh. Beetle. But basically, I remember I was in a pub in Byron and, you know, I, I wanted to smoke and I didn't have anything to smoke. And I was playing pool with these surfers and I sort of went to the bathroom. and I mean, surfers know where it's at. Yeah. And this guy sort of said, oh, you know, how's, how's your holiday in Byron, mate? And I went, oh, it'd be great if I could get my hands on, you know. Some weed. Some weed. (laughs) And literally this guy just stopped, zipped up, and just went, "Uh, yeah, look, we're all really Christian. And then ran out of the toilet. When I went back to the pool table, everyone was gone. Because you came across like a – I look like a a cop. Yeah, There's nothing I can do (laughs) that doesn't make me look like a cop. I mean, I could shave my head and tattoo it with a spider web and everyone would go – Cop. Now nowadays, if you ask for weed, it's like quite kosher. Whereas, like back then, it was like the, that's a that's an offence that you would get arrested. Exactly. For. But but also the other thing with Nimbin is uh, most of the people up there are selling speed now. They're selling meth. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah I know. It's Heroin. really awful. Anyway, anyway, we've digressed slightly from the Ukraine <laughs> to why. We, yeah, we've gone from the Ukraine to like where to get your your supply when you're in Australia. By the way, we in no way condone the use of drugs in at all, un, un, unless you give them. to I me. feel like you're high right now. Anyway. I I wish I was. <laughs> You're hungry. <laughs> like Yeah. Now, so getting back to the Ukraine. Yes. Right. Getting back to Ukraine and what's going on with the Nov- Novakakova. Yeah. Right. So it's really not only has it released all this water, which I think the Ukrainian agriculture minister said it has the chance of turning all of this fertile land into a desert. Yeah. The only way I can think that could happen is it's washed all the topsoil away. But I would imagine that there would be silt that comes down through that reservoir, though reservoir silt generally sits at the bottom. So who knows? Also, it released 150 tonnes of oil. Yep. Right. A lubricating oil, not a petroleum oil. Well, who knows what it is? And there's the chance that another 300 tonnes can be released. Where's the oil coming from? Oh, well, there's also a, that there was a hydro um, okay. electrical plant yep. in the dam. Yep. So that broke. Its oil tanks have been ruptured. So has does that mean the power has gone out as well? Uh, yeah. Yep. I hope everyone charged their phone over there because there's not a lot you can do about it. There will be other – there's obviously other avenues of powering Kershon and, uh, and the environment, but that was one of the main parts. Mm. The other thing is just up river from it on the reservoir – is the uh, let me find it here the Zaporizhia yep. nuclear reactor mm-hmm. right? It's six reactors in a line. Are they really like taking out anything to do with like nuclear? They're taking. Well, this is the interesting thing. The Russians have had a, a campaign of knocking out electrical assets. Locking well, out because utilities. they they not, they know that if they take out utilities, that you know the people are really going to not be happy about it. Well, they're not going to be happy. But here's the thing. It was a really interesting point that one mm. person, one of the journalists in the Washington Post, made, and I thought that's a really smart move. And he was also referring to the video of the guys in the yep. boat trying to rescue people, Alalismo. Right? Was their big thing was if if anything is going to galvanize the Ukrainians against the Russian the Russians. It is this kind of behavior. Mm. It's like, A, yeah, we understand you want this territory. We understand you're willing to fight for it. But the fact that you're willing to destroy it yeah. to 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 inconvenience what is the counteroffensive, the Ukraine's maybe we're not quite sure if they've launched it yet. We'll get into that. So the whole thing is there's not only that, it's severed the river crossing and it's also halted the 
advances that the Ukrainians are making around Kershaw. Well, yeah, it's like... Because they turned it into a swamp. Yeah, and it's it's stopped, you know, people using that bridge as an access point. Yeah, so it basically it's it's really ground that counteroffensive that seemed to be getting traction mm. uh, down there. Now, of course, the Russians are blaming the Ukrainians. They've turned around... <laughs> and, I mean, that's all they do. It's like whenever there was like a drone that hit like one building, it looks like the it must be the Ukrainians. Well, yeah, literally, it just feels like Vladimir Putin is sitting there with his hand in the cookie jar going, he did it, right, and well, but we, all over it. But he has form here, right, because we know like years ago he blew up, allegedly blew up a building in Russia mm. with all these people died yeah. and you found out that it was yeah. him and he did it because he wanted to kind of force the hand of people to yeah. do what he wanted. Now, the way they've, the way the Russians have framed it is they've said it's a distraction for the failing counteroffensive mm-hmm. the Ukrainians have launched. Uh, according to... Most intel coming out of the area, it's not failing. Yeah. Right? The other thing is it they did it specifically to cut off the water supply to Crimea. That's dubious as well. Yeah. And the other one is they supposedly, and they said this in the UN, the UN Security Council has been working on this one and they basically condemned it. Um, and Russia turned around and said, well, don't look at us because we intercepted communications from a Ukrainian officer who was sandboxing the idea of firing artillery at that dam. Now, the whole thing is like- But there's no vision of that. There's no vision of anything being fired. No. That's a very good point. But the other thing is, sure, they're going to sandbox that because that's an area that they've got to attack to get mm. across. So if they've got to attack it, they're going to have to work out how they can support their troops with artillery. And I think it wouldn't be, hey, how can we shoot our artillery at this dam to blow it up? It would be more along the lines of how do we shoot artillery at that dam and not blow it up? We yep. don't want it because it doesn't help the Ukrainians to destroy it. Now, Ukrainians are blaming the Russians, of course, because one, it interrupts their counteroffensive. Um, Two, it's a very big distraction from the Russian problems, which we will talk about. And also they regard it as a slash and burn Mm. tactic. They're essentially going, all right, we're going to lose this territory, so let's make sure it's of no value to the Ukrainians as well. Right, so there is that, you know, well, people, you know, they said slash and burn, but people are now calling it blow and drown. So they've blown up. Well, yeah, they're not really slashing and burning. They're not slashing and burning, they're drowning it. Now, they want to inflict maximum damage to the area, so when the Ukrainians get it back, it's worthless. Yeah, Um, which is such a Russian perspective. Yeah, well, they they ha- again they have form in this yeah. kind of this kind of tactic. Now, the problems the Russians have at the moment are huge, right? Wagner, the Wagner Group have basically gone, "Fuck you, we're out." Yeah, they're just like they they're like their own little army going doing whatever they want. Well, they uh, I mean, there was that video video footage about a month ago of them like holding up the Russian flag in the centre of Bakhmut, saying, we've taken Bakhmut. Mm. Now they basically turn around to Russia and go, you know what, we're not going to hold it. Screw you, you do it. We're sick of doing your dirty yeah. work for you. And Progozhin, the um, the head of Wagner, spends most of his time on Reddit and Twitter and Telegram basically dissing the Kremlin. Mm. He's talking about how they're weak, how they're ineffective, how they're stupid, how Putin's a fool. And it's like, dude, are you jonesing for that job or what? Yeah. Now, the other problem they've got is their materiel um, and their supply chain and their supply lines are incredibly fucked is yeah. the only way to put it. Right? They Here's the thing. They've got these really good landmines for blow, oh, anti-tank mines and they, they fire them out of a cannon. They, they shoot them and they spread out over a road. They don't have to run out and put them down. The thing is, as they're fired, they arm. Right? Once they land, they arm. Oh. Now, to arm them, you need a battery. Okay. That little battery will cost you – it's something like – and here's another indication of what's going on in Russia. The battery will cost you something between fifteen to 30,000 rubles. 
which is six dollars fifty, and they to can't 10 afford bucks, it. They can't find them. They don't have any. Oh, because they've it's, run out of batteries. Well, they've run out of batteries for these landmines, and they oh. can't look through. They're going into all the shops, going, "Excuse me, do you have any landmine batteries?" Yeah. It's a, it's not a common battery, but it's not a, a any like it's not a device specific. And I, and I would imagine no one's selling them those batteries. Well, that would be the point. I yeah. mean, China might be going. Well, you need some batteries. Here you go. But even China at the moment, interesting. China's like China's like that Homer Simpson meme where they're backing away back into, into the, the hedge. hedge. Yeah, oh, totally. <laughs> That's the thing at the moment. Everyone is expecting China to step up at some point yeah. and be the sheriff. Essentially, USA aren't doing it because USA have welded themselves quite solidly. Well, to, to be honest, Ukraine. though, they've got to worry about their own little debt ceiling and like the trillions and all of the the stuff that they're trying to worry about. Yeah, meanwhile, let's just keep shoveling out material to the uh, to the Ukraine mm. military. Now, China have actually sort of like stepped back. They've had their meeting with yeah. Uh, Russia. They've had their meeting with Ukraine. They're avoiding the meeting with the USA. And essentially, they're just sitting back going, yeah, let's just watch and see where the pieces fall, right? Which is very important for them, right? Now, the other thing that's come up, and I don't know if you've seen it, it's called Plans Like Silence. Have you seen the video? Um, mate, I don't watch the stuff you watch. What are you talking about? Plan- oh, no, this is this is huge. Uh, oh, okay. Basically, okay. Uh, the Ukrainian government- It's huge for people who sit in a little blanket fort and go deep on Reddit. You know, I'm just going to sit here and take this abuse because <laughs> that's what I volunteered for. No, right. So this is a video that's been released by the Ukrainian government basically saying, shut the fuck up about the the counteroffensive. Yeah. Now, the thing is, it's a really beautifully produced video and it sort of cuts to a shot and you see this soldier turn around and just press his finger to his lips and go, shh, right? Okay. And it just says, you know, plans like silence. You know, loose lips sink ships. It's their yeah. version. But my son was the one, have you seen this, Dad? Because he also lives in a little blanket fort of his own. Yeah. This is more of a pillow fort. Anyway, he- You um, mean his bed. He just lives <laughs> in his bed. He's bed. a teenager. But he walked out. He basically walked out and said, have you seen this video? And I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Went, no, have you looked at it seriously? And he basically went through. He's a bit of a- He's currently trying to get his armourer's licence for film sets. Mm. So he's right into this sort of stuff. And he went, oh, yeah, no, that's a 50 cal barrette and that's mm-hmm. a this and that. Mm-hmm. And he knows all of it. And I just went, hang on, that's- Top end military tech, right? That's that's the top end of stuff. And he went, oh yeah, you know, Russia is screwed because basically yeah. the West have gone. Yeah, this is great. Try this. Use this. Here's yeah. a high Mars. Use that. Here are our Bradleys. Australia, you know, throw some more Bushmasters at them. You need some Abrahams. Who's got Abrahams? Oh, Poland, great. Well, interestingly though, like the opposition is having a crack at our government about not supporting Ukraine enough. Yeah, and the, interestingly enough, I mean, I find the. One of the things that they've said is, you know, we're saving up the announcement from when we're at the NATO, when Albo's at the NATO. Oh, meeting. yeah. Albo loves a stage. Which, you know, that seems to be the late motif of every prime minister we have because remember how. Oh, again, they all love a stage. Yeah, getting back to Lismore, Morrison didn't bother to talk about the relief he could give to Lismore for a week because he was locked away in COVID. Oh, no, he was waiting till he could show up with a shovel. Be there yeah. with a mop to mop a gym in yeah. southern Queensland. Whatever, anyway. That's because he got accused of not holding a hose when there were fires. So, so he, 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 he wants to hold something. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe stop holding that one thing that you yeah, keep holding. Yeah. Anyway, um, the, the thing is, right, and – in a way, they're right, but in a way, like the opposition are right, but in a way, they're wrong. And we do, we should be bipartisan with this sort of stuff. We shouldn't actually be arguing about it. And also, what are we going to give them? We barely have any stuff of our own at the moment, yep. right? We are we are currently going through a material review, and we're changing the way we're doing our yep. defence. So yeah, it may be that we wind up with fifty 
what should be obsolete M1A1 Abrahams tanks that we can give them, but we can't give them to them right now. And at the moment, plenty of people are giving them kit. I mean, yep. the Americans are about to give them F-16s, and if they get the F-16s, oh, crap it is on. I mean, yep. the Russians have now accused the Americans of giving them planes that are capable of carrying nuclear warheads, to which the Americans went, yes, the F-16s can do that. Do you think we're going to give them to the Ukrainians? No. And also, the Ukrainians have no nukes to put on them. No, and that's the whole point. And the Americans could not give them nukes. That would be an absolutely flagrant breach. Well, no one's giving anyone nukes. Of the rules of war. No one's giving anyone news. Now, we get to the rules of war. Let's get back to the dam. Oh, my God. I'm so excited, guys. I know. I know. I know. I can yep. feel it. I can feel the, the enthusiasm it's, washing It's out. radiating out. Right. So we go back to dam busters. Yep. And the destruction of the, the dams in the Ruhr Valley, which- Did know, they send a little um, whale down to, to blow it up? <laughs> send a whale down. A little beluga. <laughs> a little dolphin just raped yeah, that, yeah. that dam. Man, and by the way, everyone on Twitter, thank you so much for embracing the joy of whales. Oh, last did they? Week. Oh, they did. They right. totally got into it. Now, the thing is, Operation Chastise, as it was called. Operation Chastise, gentlemen. <laughs> this evening's mission, the Ruhr Valley, right? The big thing was the Americans were – oh, the Americans. The British worked very hard on this because yep. they realised the best way to knock out all of this industrial base, mines, factories, the whole ball of wax, was to blow up the dams and mm. just flood the region. Here's the thing. What people don't talk about is, one, 53 people died on that mission. Well, 50 yep. people died and three people were captured. Eight planes were lost. 1,600 people, civilians, were killed. Okay. 600 Germans and 1,000 um, enslaved workers. Most people think, funnily enough, they were Russians. Yep. Right, Russian captives. So here's the thing about that was everyone went, oh, that was a brilliant move and really well done and fantastic. And then someone sort of went, guys, it's really not cool to kill civilians, right? Yes, we bomb cities and the Germans did. They bomb cities. We do that all the time. But... And here's the thing. In 1977, this is how long the wheels took. It took mm. from the 50s right through to the 70s to have the thing. Article 56 of Protocol 1 of the Geneva Convention. Of course you know this. It was amended to outlaw attacks on dams. Yep. If such an attack may cause the release of dangerous forces and consequent severe losses among civilian populations. So is this now a war crime potentially? It is a war crime. Yep. Unless it is used that that. Infrastructure, that dam yeah. is used in regular, significant and direct support of military operations and if such a t an attack is the only feasible way to terminate such support. Now, there oh. is no real evidence that that dam was being used in a military operation. So, to be honest, it's all kind of murky. Like the waters yes. that have flown <laughs> through the dam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all it a bit is murky. as murky as shit. Yep. It is it looks like the water that those yep. poor buggers were paddling through to try and find people to rescue mm. them. I did like there was one photo of these guys rescuing this girl, right? And all the guys are sort of like walking like sort of thigh deep in this horrible murky water, mm. pulling along this boat, and in it stood this typical Ukrainian gorgeous girl wearing a very tight T-shirt and booty shorts, like cutaway denim mm. shorts on a phone, like... Being pulled along. Selfieing herself in a water. It's just like... I mean, man. she's probably an influencer. Probably, yeah. She's influencing the war by going, come, come, I'm looking for a husband. Yes, save right. me. So the whole thing is there's not only this problem we've got here going on down here in the Kurzon region. We have Wagner of a band of the Russians. And also, have you heard of the, the Bolgorod insurgency? No. Bolgorod's about 
10 kilometers, I think it is, or 20 kilometers from the Russian Ukraine, the original Russian Ukraine yeah. border. Well, it's being hit with shell strikes. Uh, and also, there is the Russian, I think they're called the Russian Freedom Legion, which is a group of Russian insurgents that are going, We don't believe in the Kremlin anymore. We're going to fight you. Mm. So there's now combat inside Russia. Now Russia, of course, saying, it's the Ukrainians. The Ukrainians are going, well, don't look at us. They, they've got their hand in yeah. the jar as well. There is no doubt that the Ukrainians would be supporting this insurgency. It's just another thorn in in uh, the Kremlin's th- side. And the other thing is the drone strikes hitting Moscow. Yeah, which, I mean, I can't imagine that that would be something that the Ukrainians would be investing their time in. Well, why not? Because it doesn't really do anything. Well, interestingly enough, the last round of drone strikes were all targeted at intelligence residences. So it's a building that uh, everyone realised is owned by, or at least it's a part of the FSB assets, mm. and it's where a lot of their intelligence officers live. Now, there's been no word of any casualties. No. Right. Now, but the nor, thing- nor has it been a lot of damage. But there is, there is a great video, and when you watch it, the first time I watched it, I went, Holy shit. It's like literally it is a a like battleship just smashing mm. into the middle of Red Square and taking out St. Basil's Cathedral and the Kremlin. You watch it and you realise, oh, come on, that's a fake. But it's a really, really good fake. Yeah. But essentially that the whole idea is that people are literally – throwing whatever they can at Moscow. Now, it would it would it be a Ukrainian operation? Could be an intelligence operation. Mm. It could be a special forces group that have gotten in there. And look, the border for Russia must be so porous at the moment. Right? Oh yeah. Once you get behind the lines, mate, it's free for all and who's Russian, who's Ukrainian, who's on your side. I was going to say not. how can you really tell whose side anyone is on? Well, it's It'd the be messy. It'd be messy. It was the interesting thing about Afghanistan is one in Afghanistan they have a fighting season, mm. right? So there's a period of time in the year where they do all their fighting. I love that. And the other thing is if you change hats, you've changed sides. That's all you have to do to change sides. Oh. You just take one hat off, put another hat but on. But what if you just walk through and you like change hats and then you get to the other side and you put the other hat on? It's just, you know, yeah. It's like when Canadians would go backpacking and they would always make sure they put a Canadian flag, flag on, their, on backpack, their backpack. And sometimes Americans would put Canadian flags on their backpack because they didn't want to be accused of being exactly. American. Right. That's exactly the thing that's going on is that it, once you get – again, it comes down to what Robert McNamara called the fog of war. And we, yeah. we're getting a lot of that. I mean, um, the Ben Robert Smith case that um, – blew up last yeah. week when the judge's decision came Terrible through. Terrible case. A lot of his supporters are saying, well, come on, fog of war, it's a war, what do you expect? You can't tell, send people out there to kill people and then tell them not to murder them. It's like, well, you can. Well, there's it's a difference. called rules. There's a difference between rules of engagement and uh, murdering someone and who's a civilian exactly. in front of their family and then drinking a shoey out of their prosthetic leg. Yeah, and kicking a man off a cliff and also turning yeah. around to one of your soldiers and saying, no, you will kill him, it's your yes. job because you need to be blooded. It's like the guy's done nothing. Just shoot him. Look, look, I do think, I mean, we're getting off topic here, but I do think when it comes to Ben Robert Smith, A, you know, these are all still alleged war crimes because this was a civil. All alleged. This was a civil case. But I do think there is something to be said about the rules of engagement and when you're deep into working in those environments, you are, you think a little differently and you're trained a little differently. Oh, you, you're not trained a little differently. You're trained a lot differently yeah. than a regular soldier. And, and th- that is actually an episode within itself is what's gone on 
in the special yes. forces in Australia and that has created this problem. I do think, again, allegedly, Ben Robert Smith, there are some things that he did back on home soil which don't look good for mm. him and don't bode well for him. But there is something to be said about how do we support our army and our armed forces when they're over there? Like how, like what kind of support are they, are they getting? And clearly they weren't being watched closely enough if this stuff is happening. Exactly. So I think this is a bigger conversation. I don't think... We can just highlight one person. I think there is bigger conversations within our defence force that need to happen. I think what's going to happen with that as well. uh, And look, I totally agree with that simply because, one, all the information hasn't been Mm. revealed. The Brereton report's there, but it's a classified report. So we've got the unclassified and the classified versions. There is stuff that's been going on in defence that is a bit hinky. A lot of people are going to have to face you know, yeah. the music on this one, and it's not going to be pretty. It's going no. to be very, very ugly from the minister down. But what I do like is that we live in a country where these things are prosecuted and these things are looked at and are talked about. The, you know, there's a lot of countries, particularly Russia, Ukraine, yeah. like there are a lot of countries where this bad stuff happens and it's almost like a badge of honour. Yeah. Rape how many people you want to rape, kill how many people you want to kill. It doesn't matter if they're civilians. So at least we do hold ourselves to a higher standard and that is something that we need to be proud of. The fact that we have this process within the Defence Force is something we need to be proud of, even if we don't always like the outcome. Exactly. And that is the thing. And it goes back to what we were talking about last week, that idea of we have our opinions, but mm. we need to maintain our neutrality if yes. we're going to analyse something. Yep. This is really important. I mean, this is one of the things that's important with this dam issue. Yep. It's a very, very... like. Really, when you think about it in the greater picture of what's going on in the Ukraine, mm. it's just another incident. Yeah. But it's an incredibly damaging one for the air. Like it's in a, they're calling it ecocide at the moment. Yeah. Some people have called it ecocide. The thing is, right, this is something. It's, that, it's, like, it's like when you're a toddler and you're like, well, if, you, if I can't have it, you can't have it either. <laughs> I'm going to make a confession yeah. here. It's a really important You're a toddler? One. Yes. Uh, I, well, funnily enough, when I was working for ASIO, I used to spend Sunday nights with a couple of ASIO guys that I worked with and a couple of mates mm. from one of my theatre mates. He was the game master. We played a role-playing game like Dungeons & Dragons. Right. Of Only course you did in the future. you're a right. geek. Because <laughs> I'm a geek. You weren't dating them. women. You were playing Dungeons & oh, Dragons. Oh, I was with dating women. I was dating strange girls with glasses that liked playing paladins. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> Like I learned so much about you. Like, yeah, 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 so yeah. Much. and I know nothing about you. <laughs> you know what? And I'm, that's the way we like and it. And that's the way we all like yep. it. Now the thing is, with this game, we were, you know, a bunch of outlaws, you know, rebelling against the fascist dictatorship that was running the United States out of Chicago mm. and whatever. Yeah, blah, blah 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 blah. But we decided we wanted to get up their nose. The whole aim of our characters in the game was to get the biggest bounty on their head. Yeah. So well, let's get some bounty. Let's do something really radical and blow something up. So we blew up a dam. We had this great operation where we blew up the dam. We blew it up and it really annoyed them. But the game master, you know, classic thing, just rolls a dice after he says, yep, you've successfully destroyed the dam. The reservoir is now currently rushing down the valley. Well done. Rolls a dice and he goes, and you killed 30,000 people in yeah. the town two miles below. And we all just like went, okay. oh, shit, we didn't think about that. And Louis, think it was all fantasy. But we all went. Oh, Jesus, that's really bad. And this is one of the things about this dam. Mm. Did anyone think about what was going to happen? What? Of course. Uh, But somebody might say, we could take this road out and then they can't get across. Without going, guys, if you take the road out, you take out everything underneath. Yeah, but I mean, 
People understand that a dam holds things back, like water. I do. Large volumes of water. Yes, but again, going back to the Ruhr Valley, no one thought, what are the consequences for the civilian population when we do this? This is an act of war. We will destroy this dam. Damn the consequences. For want of a better word, damn the consequences. But I do also think that Russia doesn't really think big picture sometimes. Or if they do, they don't care. They don't care. No. Right? And that, I think, is the real takeaway from this is – Yes. Whoever was the culprit. Now, the other thing that people are saying that Ukraine did it because look what they did to the um, gas pipeline going through the Baltic. It's like 9-11 was an inside job. Yeah, (laughs) 9-11. There is evidence that it was probably the Ukrainians that did it. They were the ones who took out the Nord Stream Mm. pipelines, Nord Stream and Nord Stream 2. There's mounting evidence to support that. But also, you know... It inconveniences Europe, but yeah. it doesn't destroy Europe. No. Uh, it raises gas prices, which inconveniences the freaking planet, but it doesn't destroy the planet. Yeah. It releases a lot of gas into the Baltic Sea. That could be bad. No wonder that whale went, God damn it, I don't want to live here. I'm going to go to Sweden. You know what? Clean. This war, like when we started talking about this, we were like, mm, you know, it's not going to last that long. No one thought it was going to last that we'll long. We'll all be home by Easter. I Literally. <laughs> we, I remember we were both saying that this won't last long. No. Russell. Crush this and move it. And the fact that it's still going. I mean, like, I've even stopped talking about it in news. I'm quite exhausted by it. That was the interesting thing, was literally no one was talking about this counter No. And, like, even the damn stuff, I wasn't even talking about it. Yeah. Now, finding information on it, there is a lot of information be- yes. if you dig. And you don't have to dig very deep. No, you don't. Because, you, you know. Just, are, you just have to type it into Google. There are geeks <laughs> There are geeks like me that go, ooh, I want to know more about this. Yeah. What is very interesting about this, though, is how we're becoming more and more inured to what's going on in the Ukraine. Yeah, we are. It's like, sorry, what's going on in Ukraine? I keep. I know, this. you always put a the in front of it. Because that's how we described I it when we know, were. I know, but like, it's like saying... HMAS. No, what is, what's the... No, like, well, my favourite is when people describe ASIO as the ASIO. The ASIO. There was a book once a guy wrote from... An American wrote, and it was always about, you know, the ASIO came out in their speedboat armed with machine guns. It's like, yeah. shut up! Right? It's not the ASIO. It's just ASIO. Even though if you look at it, it is regarded as the Australian Security Intelligence Organisation, it's, but its its acronym is ASIO, not the ASIO. It's like when I stopped at this little place in Port Macquarie, and it was called the Coffee Cafe. As opposed to a coffee cafe. Uh, no, but like cafe is coffee. The coffee coffee. Oh, good yeah, point. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I get it. Okay. Or if um if you go to is it like Italy and you ask for a latte and they just give you a cup of milk. Because yeah. <laughs> it's like um you need to add yeah. the coffee part to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cafe um, latte. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. So look, uh bottom line is we are lo- and another thing is going back to your thing about the opposition saying that we're not doing enough. Another reason why we're probably not doing enough is everyone's going, no one's talking about this. We can we can literally back away from this. Yeah, you can back away from it because although, you know, right now if I was Albo, a good strategy would be to talk about Ukraine because no one wants to talk about inflation anymore. No one wants to talk about me. inflation, interest rates, not, money, yeah. forget it. Yeah, recession, uh, what recession? Uh, economics, uh, no, 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 no. Right. no, no. Uh, PW- I can't hear you, I can't hear you because I'm looking at Ukraine. PwC, la, 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 la. Right, yeah, so, right, the bottom line is at the moment, Give us the bottom line. Uh, the bottom line is quite simply the Ukrainian offensive is well, – the counteroffensive. Is the we're, offensive? <laughs> we're not exactly sure if it's really, really no. started. And the whole thing is one of the things Ukraine has done through this war is they've yep. made lots of different feints. Now, 
what happened with the dam was Russia going, let's just shut this down right yeah. now. And it frees up a lot of their military This is assets. all alleged as well. Alleged, we we yeah. don't know what happened with the dam quite Exactly, yet. right. But the whole thing is, if that is the case, it allows mm. them to free up military assets yes. in Crimea to move it north, which could be the plan. The other thing is, there are nine brigades of Western trained troops, right, Ukrainian troops. Yeah. No one knows where they are. No one knows what they do. And they got all the latest gear that the West have given them. So at the moment, all I gear, think, no idea. All gear. Well, I, if the West, or, if all been, gear, some idea. All gear, big idea. Okay. I mean, I think that's the really important thing at the moment is this counteroffensive, and the, the the Ukrainians are being very, very coy about it. Now they've even got the shh campaign. Mm. They are being exceptionally coy. The counteroffensive, I would say, has started, but it hasn't gotten into full gear yet. Okay, let's keep an eye on it. And you know what? Uh, no fishing in the reservoir, kids. Yeah, no one wants to eat that. No. Mm.